You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, you can flee the country, you can change your name, you can watch Just Eat a Corn Dog in slow mo. <laughs> But nothing. Nothing. We'll save you from little watch list. Good evening, everybody. Uh, Holly will be here a little bit later. She's saving a cat who is trapped in a tree. Or something to that effect. She's saving the world one animal at a time. She's at her day job right now. So, anyway, it was Father's Day this past weekend. What'd you do? Uh, well, for Saturday, uh, took my dad to, uh, okay. So in Taylor, I mean, this is a chain restaurant, BJ's Steakhouse. (laughs) You cannot tell me they did not get their name from Steak and a Blowjob Day. I mean, yeah. That is not what I got my father. (laughs) Good. That would be awkward. Dad, here's a steak and a hooker. (laughs) He had the well. He has something close: the kale salad <laughs> and the roasted cock. Cauliflower. He's a. He's a Did you nut. say cock or cauliflower? Cauliflower. <laughs> cauliflower. <laughs> la la la. It looked good. <laughs> looked good with my brother. And then, uh, it was great. Sunday went over the boyfriend's parents and had KFC. Mmm. Fuck. Yes, it's been like a year. Their biscuits are the shit. Hell yeah, they are. <laughs> you know, oh I went to God. Popeyes thinking that it was going to be a lot better because who is it fast? Hell no. It was sucked. it garbage? It was, well, the service was garbage for one thing. Every Popeyes I've been to, and then the driest chicken ever. I'm like, fuck you. Aww. The curl rules. Yeah, it does. So, would you? Are you going to be all about chicken and serve up some dry ass chicken? <laughs> Like this has been sitting out for a day Ugh. under a heat lamp. You can tell. Keep it to KFC and Chicken Shack, right? Oh yeah, Chicken Shack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Neil say it was good. What did you do with your stuff, Dad? Mm, nothing. I'm going to see him tomorrow. Oh, that's right. You know, with my sister out to her boyfriend's uh, and hers boat uh, yesterday. Watching <laughs> you pick this string cheese like a squirrel is <laughs> so entertaining. It's so good. Next up. Anyway. <laughs> We're dropping. <laughs> my belly. But uh, he was out there and I was not going to hang out in a marina in 96 degree weather. Oh, like, yeah. It oh. was pretty wicked outside. <laughs> yeah, we can kick it at your house tomorrow, Dad. Love you. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was pretty So I had sat home, smoked weed, and watched TV all day. It was blissful. That's awesome. It's like an amazing Sunday for me. <laughs> That is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I wanted to talk about on the last show that I didn't get to because we, we went off on something else, but it wasn't that imperative. However, I had only read these articles and I heard it on one podcast. Um, I read these articles in different parts of the world, like France, for instance. That's where I originally got the article from. Uh, talking about L.A., they are in like a state of emergency and a panic. Los Angeles? Yeah, because they have a wicked high STD outbreak <laughs> of chlamydia. Bunch of hippies. Don't want to use condoms. It's so bad. Adam Carolla was talking about it on the show because he lives in L.A. 
And he's like, they were power washing the streets from the <laughs> wow. hobo and bum shit and piss. Get the herpes off the road. Yeah, to get the hepatitis out. Ugh. I mean, it's Disgusting. that bad. They called a state of emergency. <laughs> That's insane. Now, this has been going on for a while. It's been going on for months. And just now am I seeing an article about it. And gosh, what is it? LA Times? Something like that. Every other country in the world is like, oh my God, what a bunch of nasty people. <laughs> and we're all like, hide your shame. Meanwhile, California's ready to drop off in the ocean anyway. Holy shit. Good riddance with your hepatitis and herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Float away. Oh, man. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of parts of Kelly I like, but man, LA is just so seedy and it's like. It's like watching Sodom and Gomorrah when I turn on the TV and look at <laughs> California just burning the fuck up. I mean, God did not intend for California to be a long-lasting state. Right. He's like, I thought this was going to be a phase. First it's burning with fire. Now it's burning with itch. <laughs> <laughs> there is to go. No, there's not enough lotion to go around California. Mm-mm. Uh, poor California. Or apparently, like, <laughs> antibiotics or condoms. Oh, my God. Shocker. Hey, guess what? Those prevent against STDs. And I just wonder why, because there was a time where two years in a row they had like the lowest rate of STDs. Like, what changed? And I'm trying to find They all it. became a bunch of hippies, and now they're like, we don't want to use condoms. The latex is bad for you. Don't put chemicals in your body. <laughs> Instead, they've been hippies since the 60s. But yeah, I mean, uh-huh. you're, you're kind of right there. I, I thought it was kind of the homeless people on the rise. On Facebook, like, a, there's so many homeless people here. Like, it's ridiculous. At 8 and Woodward, there's a bridge full of them. Like, they just live under the bridge. It's people under the bridge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they probably aren't spreading STDs all over the fucking cement. So where they have to be power washed with bleach or whatever the shit kills that. Right. Penicillin. Is that what they're watching the streets with? That's well, this disgusting. this was one speculation, and it was it was an eyebrow raiser. Um, DailyMail.co.uk, of course, again in another country. Uh, panic as STD rates skyrocket in LA after a decade in decline, uh, sparking a row over racist health policies. Um, sexually transmitted diseases are on the rise at alarming rates in Los Angeles, and public health experts say the trend will not will only stop when racism and stigma end. After spending nearly a decade in decline in California, STDs suddenly made a comeback uh, there in 2014 uh, and reached record-setting rates the last two years in a row. More and more adults are getting syphilis, syphilis, fucking hey, syphilis, chlamydia, and gonorrhea. And even passing their diseases to their children. Ugh. For each disease, rates are sevenfold higher among African Americans and are only driven upward as well worn stigmas persist and deter schools from uh, education from educating teenagers on safe sex practices. In an increasingly desperate bid to turn the tide of STDs, the Los Angeles uh, County Department of Health Public Health has funded and launched a number of campaigns to own up to the stigmas and racism surrounding uh, sex in the city. Um, people between 15 and 24 account for a full third of the surging cases of chlamydia in L.A. Yet the responses of teenagers at public health events in Los Angeles seem to indicate that they may not be learning safer sex practices in school. At an event uh, called Spring into Labor, uh, Spring into Labor, Spring into Love, Going to labor uh, eventually this year. Uh, hey, Holly. Um, teenagers play games with life-size models of penises and condoms, learning to properly put one on. The high school students admitted uh, 
that many had hardly talked about sex with their families and that the sexual health classes barely scratched the surface, the Los Angeles Times reported, despite the high rates of STDs among young people. The only thing I never do, and I hope others don't do as well, is blame the young people themselves um, for not taking care of themselves. (sighs) There's just so much I disagree with about this article already. In September... Uh, several schools in Los Angeles Unified School District introduced, introduced a new curriculum called Puberty, the Wonder Years. I love that show. Which is intended to introduce students as young as nine to sexual education. But at the same time, only 10 out of 50% of schools slated to start the new course. Uh, and it was unclear exactly which schools in what districts received the materials. That question is particularly relevant in Los Angeles, where one-third of all chlamydia cases are in the country's second district, which covers the eastern and southeastern parts of San Fernando Valley. Uh, District 2 includes the notoriously poor and predominantly minority cities of Compton and Inglewood. What's more, rates of gonorrhea, there are many times higher than African Americans, according to the We Can Stop STDs LA. Uh, the nonprofit organization argues that there is little access to sexual health care and education in the area, few youth friendly services, and stigma, bias, and shaming that leave sexual health in the shadows. Uh, STD transmission in Los Angeles is not just a problem of the youth, nor of the district or African Americans. It's a community problem, Jim Ryan of the We Can Stop STDs LA told LA Times. Disparities and high rates of STDs among people in places like District 2 compared to those in, say, Bel Air, are among the five focus areas of LA's recently established Center for the Health Equity. Uh, the gaps in health outcomes seen within the center's focus areas are not caused by personal health behaviors or characteristics. Its mission statement says they are mostly the result of past and present policies and practices influenced by racism, sexism, transphobia, homophobia, and other prejudices. The center intends to raise awareness of these disparities through media, data, and community partnerships. Okay, so my whole thing is this. So for the past, I don't know, few years like what happened in LA like now they're saying that okay so STDs have skyrocketed and they're blaming it on well it's because black people don't have proper education or it's to or access to the public health system which I'm looking at is okay LA is a pretty liberal area they have access to a lot of things. They talk about a lot of open topics, including um, transsexuality, uh, the LGBT community, um, all that stuff. They are such an open door about that, especially in L.A. In the past two years, they've had no issues whatsoever. So what the fuck changed? I really honestly and I'm trying to throw like there is absolutely no bias when I say this. I don't think that what they're saying is the issues, it sounds like that you're trying to find something that's the issue, but it isn't. And like I was just saying to Jess, Adam Carolla on his podcast, now he's lived in L.A. his whole, whole life. He said he's never seen anything like this. They are power washing the streets of bum shit and piss because of the hepatitis outbreak. And they didn't even mention the homeless, you know, on the rise in L.A. at all. So I think they're just trying to put their finger on something. Well, it's because of racism. It's, you know, they're trying to use all these buzzwords and trigger words. And it's like, no, it's it's not one thing. It's just that people don't give a fuck. That's what I think. 
But sorry. <clears throat> Hello. Hey, <laughs> I, I just got in, so chlamydia. I'm a little behind, but um, I always thought. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. The excuse of people being poor for determining how you know protection is used and not used. I just I I don't understand because I mean their families didn't you know educate them when they were kids, right? And you haven't heard of a condom. And parents don't want to be parents anymore. They really don't. And I hate parent shaming, but I'll tell you this: like I always say, if if I was uh, if this was a contracted gig parent shaming, bitch, I would be first in line. I'd be like, yes, give me that job. I will shame the fuck out of you because you guys are assholes and you're not real parents. <laughs> you are not involved in your child's life whatsoever. You expect the system to raise your children, educate your children, educate them on sex. Well, that should be, I mean, yes, in the classroom, it should be talked about. Like, these are the dangers of having sex, um, but these are also the good things about having sex. This is what happens, um, you know, pathology-wise, diseases. This is how you put on a condom, all that stuff. Great. But once that's done, it's not like when they go home, the education stops. You should be able to talk to your parents about this. Parents don't say shit. It's the weirdest fucking thing. I guess you could say, well, they don't have money to buy condoms, but there's Planned Parenthood who was handing, you know, give out protection. Exactly. Isn't that like a Starbucks sources. in California where there's one at every corner? I could walk into Planet, Par- Planet Parenthood. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm just throwing in words. Planet Fitness Parenthood. <laughs> I. <laughs> I wait train the same place I get my birth control. I can walk in there and say, hey, I need birth control. I need a script right now. They don't even know who I am. All I got to do is see my driver's license. They give me a whole fucking supply. 30 days of birth control. Da-da-da-da. What do we have to do, folks, for you to take accountability for spreading fucking disease because you won't wear a goddamn condom? This just This annoys me to no end. I'm going to sound mean when I say this. <laughs> but I'm I'm pretty blunt, so I just feel like people who are more poor are more careless. Yeah, because after a while you get used to, you know, cause th- there's a lot of people in this country that just do not want to take accountability for themselves. Like, well, I'm on the system. That's great. The system was designed to get back on your feet. A lot of people are just like, well, this is who I am now. I identify with the system. The government takes care of me. I don't want them in my business, but I want them to wipe my ass. What? What? <laughs> None of this makes any sense. None of this makes any sense. Someone has to be accountable for all my children, and someone has to be accountable for this, for my child's grades, for my child being pregnant. Yeah! You! Do you believe that um, people who come from a background where their uh, parents had them at an early age, like a teenage age, that they're more likely to uh, also follow that suit? You know, I don't... I would say no, but I have not seen a case study on it. Do you feel that way? I'm just trying to see um, proper education as far as, like, you were talking about. Well, I'm out, I know we're talking about STDs, but 
that could also be protection, you know, mm-hmm. just protection as far as birth control too, is just to prevent um, babies from happening. Uh, you know, unwanted babies. Right. <sighs> and uh, sex is overrated. I wish people would realize <laughs> it too. Like these teenagers that are like, I, you know, I actually do feel bad. For, I, think, I feel bad for teenagers today. I think it's more, um, and I was thinking about this earlier. And I think that the the thought came across my mind because I went to a graduation party over the weekend and I look at 18 year olds and they want to be a lot older than they are. Yeah. But that's even true for people, you know, still in high school, no matter what age, you know, as long, as soon as the kids start turning t- teenagers, they want to be a lot older than they are. Mm-hmm. They want to smoke. They want to, you know, do drugs. They want to drink. I'm not saying all teenagers, but there's a lot more pressure now to be sexualized. When you're a teenager, even like a middle schooler, you know, I'm seeing them wear belly tops and short shorts. And I'm like, dude, we were still like, not to sound holier than thou, but we didn't care about that kind of stuff. Sure, we listened to Britney Spears and all that. And of course, she wore belly tops, but we're still in our old Navy fleeces, <laughs> you know, because we're kids. Um, But the whole point of that, too, is that when kids want to grow up faster and not live in the age that they are, I feel like a lot of times sex is not just like, oh, sex is great. I think it's more sex is what I feel like pressured into doing because I want to be older and look, you know, a, a certain right. way. Right. And uh, follow follow their peers most of the time. Just but, like um, their friends. Society tells me I should be having sex. That's... I, that's why I feel I feel bad. I feel really bad. And I, God, I wish I could go to the high schoolers and just like motivational speaker, just go up there and say one thing. <clears throat> is this thing on? Okay, great. <laughs> Don't have sex. <clears throat> sex is overrated. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, really, it's, they build it up to be this like. Oh, when really it's super fucking well, awkward. Have, like, it smells. Porn that's, you it's know, weird. They glorify sex and porn and they make it seem a certain way too. Oh yeah, yeah. like oh, it's gonna be like this all the time. Nope, no, it's, it's not gonna always. last five minutes. It's gonna last forty-seven seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. trying to suck it in the whole time, <laughs> hoping you look your best. Like uh. <laughs> I uh, watched a few episodes of Sex Sex in the City, Sex and the City, whatever it's called. Oh, don't, don't get me started. <laughs> Do not, you know what? I swear to God, that day that that Snapchat filter was on, I'm like, I was just <laughs> thinking about because it was their was 20 like, year reunion or whatever. Yeah, the 20, it was year, 20 uh, years of sex. It says Sex and the City on the filter. I go, I was just thinking about the Mandela effect today, too, mm-hmm. you son of bitches. So I put on the My Story on my Snapchat for everybody to see. It said, yeah, sex in the city before the Mandela effect. <laughs> I had a nightmare about that thing night too. <laughs> Mandela came into your dream? Mm-hmm. He did. He appeared on every screen. And what it was was, and I know we're getting off on something else, but we're going to talk about dimensions too in a bit, um, was that, okay, 
So for no reason at all, Holly, I swear to God, guys, I didn't even hear this song that day or that week. But you know the Lady Marmalade remake? Uh, I love it. It's a great <laughs> song, right? So at the, in the radio edit, when Maya, when they because they, they, it's like, you know, Christina, and she goes there, whatever <laughs> you know when they say maya she goes ah, 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 you know does her thing right i love her <laughs> and then in the video when they say maya there's no sound <laughs> and then for some reason that came in my mind and i heard it on the radio and there was no sound i go well what the fuck just happened did Maya get fired <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, nothing came out. I don't Is there know. a cesspanel we don't know about, and they just cut her out of the audio? And I was talking to Mark Surgent at the time, my buddy from high school who loved that song, and I had pointed out to him before, I go, listen, there's there's nothing. Listen to it again, nothing. And then Nelson Mandela's face came on every screen around me, and I was, I was like thrashing in my sleep. Jason had to wake me up. Wow. He's like, Casey, Casey! Were you like Mandela? It was. It was. It was so weird. Like I was like, get away from me, get away from me, and I was hoping that Jason in my because I knew I was having a nightmare. I'm like, you fucker! I'm like, get out of my head, get out of my head. What'd you do to Maya? What'd you do to Maya? Where's Maya? But you know, right now I was like, was Maya's voice on there? It, you made me see things. <laughs> yeah, see, it made you think. It was. It was. I used to like sit in the car and car karaoke with my friend Kristen like all the time, and that was one of our like songs that well, we like if you just play the video. destroyed it too. Now I gotta look at the video. I feel like we probably did destroy it. Like maybe I mean because she does that in the radio edit. That. She goes, ah. she did that in every version, or at least in the radio version. In the radio version. I'm Not- pretty sure it was in every version. Damn it. I have to see. See? <laughs> this is the shit that drives me nuts. This is what keeps me up at night, folks. Here we can plug it in <laughs> if you want to hear it. Lady Marmalade. We got to go to the end. Lady Marmalade remake. Speaking of slutty teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, but that is why sex is overrated. It really is. It really is. I lost my virginity when I was like 14 years old in nine months. <laughs> That's you, you remember nine months. Because it was. Because you were like taking. Like to the day it was on the 15th. Is that on your birthday? Oh, no. No, no, That's no. That's when you can on sign the... up for driving school, 14 and nine months. On your nine month birthday? Uh, I didn't <laughs> get my 15. license until I was 18, but I had sex before I was 15. <laughs> Is that how you sped up the class? You just slept with the uh You're like, listen, instructor? I've had sex before. I know how to drive. <laughs> I worked. I can handle shift, this. If you know stick. what I mean? Yeah. Are, are you sure you've had sex before? Remember no, me, you know how it was, it's done. It was actually quite pleasant. I lost it to my boyfriend at the time, who was also a virgin, who pretended he wasn't a virgin because guys like do that when they're in high school and they're like, yeah, I've been hitting all this ass, and really they've just been beating off in a sack for like ever. <laughs> but yeah, it's but it's awkward, and then it's over before you know it, and you're like, what the. F- fuck was that all Did he about? tell you before or after that he was a virgin? <laughs> after. I mean, because you have to after, because it was just like, what? was this supposed to go longer? Did we like, yeah. Did we I mean, skip it's not something? like, did we do it right? Because I mean, it's, you know. You got A and B together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so my, my phone's being really slow. Can you pull up the Lady Marmalade remake? 
and go towards the Casey end where they're where Missy's go, calling off the roll call. I I need some satisfaction in my life. <laughs> Missy, Missy makes everything. She does. I love her. She's so badass. I want to hang out with her. Why doesn't she make <laughs> music anymore? She's so talented. I like mm. have her song playing in my head while I I'm jamming out on my own. She w- she did have a song after that Super Bowl commercial you watched, and she had a song that came out after that because Matt Atchison liked that song because he heard it perform live, and then I never saw like I never heard the song. I never saw the video. Is it worth? Let me work it. I put my game now, flip it and reverse it. It's your permission for win yet. I'm trying to do the elephant noise in there. I can't do it. What do you want the end of it, right? The roll call, yeah. I want to hear the whole roll call. After Maya, she should go. She does. She calls all their names off. Why would she only call part of them off? She she calls off Maya and then she there's there's silence, but in the radio edit, on the radio you can hear her go. Let's try this again. What the fuck? Technical difficulties. It's because Nelson Mandela doesn't want you to play. It's like how did you find out? Okay, so we're getting towards the end. Here we go. I might be wrong, guys. I'm willing to accept I'm wrong. Okay, so she did. Now, is that the video that you're playing? Yeah. All right. So I'm wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. Maybe at the time, maybe she did something and like they just cut her out. So like, shut up. But I distinctly remember that conversation with Mark Surgeon. He was like, she must have done something. It's like a female Harvey Weinstein thing. And they were like, mm, Maya, we can't have you in here anymore. Run around roofing dudes. No. <laughs> My love is like, oh, what'd you put in this drink? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so STDs on the rise. Poor people, you know, excuse. I'm sorry. We sound like dicks. But listen, man, we could be giving out free condoms on the fucking street and saying, I'm going to give you this five minutes education. And you're just going to make the same fucking decision and blame it on the fucking system because you don't know no goddamn better. Fuck you. I'm sorry. This whole thing pisses me off so bad. It is your fault. Take some goddamn accountability. And I know I'm, no- I'm normally into protecting my brand and just, you know, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. But this is one of those moments where I'm like, nope, I'm sticking to my guns here. You are on the watch list. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> a fucking idiot. Wrap it. Idiot. I don't know if there's any clapping noises on this thing. Ugh. I can't figure out the clapping noise. Like, it's on there somewhere, but it's... I wonder if chlamydia makes a clapping noise. <laughs> I'll make a clap. Right, the, I mean, they call it the clap, oh, so does it? They're giving out free condoms, but I'm not going to go in there and grab one because, you know. 
It feels my, better without a condom. My boyfriend's head. Fuck the human race. Dad. I mean, maybe, but you know what doesn't feel good? Itching your crotch all the time and having sores <laughs> pop up on you dirty bitch. Use a condom. There you say. There you say. My uh, God. And that is a bipartisan, by the way, opinion that, you're, that you guys are fuckheads. Sorry, I mean, clearly they're fuckheads. They're all running around with kind of her Pacific analytics. <laughs> the only, the the only people I feel bad for are the people who had sex with their boyfriends without a condom and got STDs because oh, they were cheating. God. Yeah. Right. Sorry, girls. You are exempt from this because you didn't know. And that guy's a dick. Uh-huh. 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 Uh, so there's that. Um, James Fernandez, uh, he's listening. Just got in. Yeah, everything's okay, James. Everything's okay now. <laughs> All of LA is going to hell. Um, so what was the next thing I want to talk about? It's hard because I cannot connect to this internet. I don't Sorry. know what the deal is. It's not you, man. I wanted to move to California at some point. Now I got to worry about all these STDs down there. Well, California <laughs> is so huge. Like it's only just stay with Millie. Uh, so oh wait, this is like uh, based around and in, in LA. This is just LA, yeah. Oh, so it's it, like if you go to Orange County or cool, you can go sit on the beach without a <laughs> vagina crab crawling up in your vagina. <laughs> yeah, it's vagina crab is going. <laughs> But what amazes okay. me is that everybody, like everybody all over the world, is talking about it. And finally, LA was like, "Oh yeah, we do have a skyrocketing STD problem." <laughs> Welcome to LA. Uh, so, um, yeah. So I'm trying to get this to load because Google now has a machine that will predict when a patient is going to die. Whoa! <laughs> what? But is it accurate? <laughs> Well, let's find out. I mean, because that's helpful. It's loading. Please be patient. Uh, but no, I thought of Holly immediately, only because it's a machine that's going to predict your death. I just imagine, like, okay, as soon as I read the article, I'm like that fortune teller from Big. Remember that website that you could Wait. go to, and it was really like kind of scary looking, and you put. And I think you put in your information or something, and then it gives you your day of death. <laughs> I remember things like I that. I don't remember what mine was. And then there was, um, I think it might have been the same website. They had pictures of dead celebrities, uh, like their bodies and such. I remember this now. Or other freaky things. <laughs> I wonder what that was called. Hmm. Yeah, I, I we now. go to the website. It's like domain has not been I updated think it was since something that was like, I think it was something that was linked <laughs> through eBombs World. Like you could click on it. Oh yeah, it would direct you to this like website that. because they put up weird stuff all the time. Uh, sorry. Yeah, the, immediately, like I just burst into laughter because all I imagined was a fortune teller from up, from up, from big, <laughs> from. I love that movie. Like you put a quarter in the machine and like spits out like a sheet of paper that gives you your destiny. Right. When am I going to die? You know what, though? Like, <laughs> okay, Google. Oh, here we go. 
Okay, my phone didn't start. Uh, <laughs> you can't really, like, how can you predict, like, a brain aneurysm? Like, that's just a random ass bleeding I, I of think a brain vessel. When you have, it's, it predicts when a patient is going to die. So you already have to oh, be that makes spiraling towards more sense. So Google is training machines. To predict when a patient will die. Uh, according to BloombergQuint.com, a woman with late-stage breast cancer came to a city hospital, fluids already flooding her lungs. She saw two doctors and got a radiology scan. The hospital's computers read her vital signs and estimated a 9.3% chance uh, she would die during her stay. Then came Google's turn. A new type of algorithm uh, created by the company read up on the woman uh, 175,639 data points and rendered its assessment of her death risk 19.9%. She passed away in a matter of days. The herring account of the unidentified woman's death was published by Google in May in research highlighting the healthcare potential of neural networks, a form of artificial intelligence software that's particularly good at using data to automatically learn and improve. Google had created a tool that could forecast a host of patient outcomes, including how long people may stay in hospitals, their odds of uh, readmission, and chances they will soon die. What impressed medical experts was Google's ability to sift through data previously out of reach, notes buried in PDFs or scribbled on old note charts. The neural net gobbled up all this unruly information then spat out predictions. And it did it far faster than and more accurately than any existing techniques. Google's system even showed which records led it to conclusions. Hospitals, doctors, and other healthcare providers have been trying for years to better use stockpiles of electronic health records and other patient data. More information shared and highlighted at the right time could save lives, and at the very least help medical workers spend less time on paperwork and more time on patient care. But the current methods of mining health data are costly, cumbersome, and time-consuming. As as much as 80% of the time spent on today's predictive models uh, goes to the scut work of making the data presentable, said Nigam Shah, a, a, an associate professor at Stanford University, who co-authored Google's research paper published in the journal Nature. Uh, Google's approach avoids this. You can throw in the kitchen sink and not have to worry about it, Shah said. Google's next step is moving this predictive system into clinics. Um, Dean's Health Research Unit, sometimes referred to as medical brain, is working on a slew of AI tools that can predict symptoms and disease with a level of accuracy that is being met with hope as an alarm. Inside the company, there's a lot of excitement about the initiative. They finally found a new application for AI that has commercial promise, one Googler says. Since Alphabet Inc.'s Google declared itself an AI first in the 2016 company, um, much of its work in this area has gone to improve existing internet services. The advancements coming from the medical brain team give Google the chance to break into a brand new market, something co-founders Larry Page and Sergey Brin have tried over and over again. Um, so Google researchers said existing models miss obvious uh, medical events, including whether a patient has had prior surgery, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, for all the optimism over Google's potential, harnessing AI to improve healthcare outcomes remains a huge challenge. Other companies, notably IBM's Watson unit, have tried to apply AI medicine to, uh, but have had limited success uh, saving money and integrating the technology into systems reimbursement. Uh, it goes on, but it's one of those things where, when I just read that and it said, well, it predicts a patient's death, it sits through all, like it gives you percentages, outcomes, potentials, how long 
They will probably stay in the hospital. I'm wondering if this is to cut insurance costs or get your insurance to pay for less. Well, how likely is this patient going to die? How much do we really have to cover? So even if we shell out all this money for this many rounds of chemotherapy, you know, what have you. Oh, yeah, I see where you're going with that, saying like, oh, okay, if this patient is destined to die due to Google, you're going to die now app or whatever they're using in a hospital. And then the family and the patient wants to use chemotherapy or whatever the case to try and, I don't know, live. Then the insurance company can back come back and say, oh, well, Google says that you have a 99.9% chance of dying. So we're not going to pay for that. And goodbye. Right. Exactly. Oh, they don't my God. You're right. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. It didn't say that, but that's exactly I mean, what I thought. This is just common sense where it's going to lead to. And uh, Holly. But you, also, isn't that illegal to review, uh, refuse treatment to a patient like that in life-threatening circumstances? Um, it's illegal to refuse treatment to a person if they don't have health insurance. Either way. But wouldn't it be illegal for... No, it it falls with... Right now, anyways, it falls within the laws of if there's a pre-existing condition... And you, your insurance company has to cover it. So they wouldn't be able at this current time, because I thought that was like a Obama thing. Like they had Well, to, they can, I mean, they'll send you hospital bills later for the stuff the insurance didn't cover. So it's probably like, you know, towards the end, it's like, okay, let's rack up all these bills. Uh, well, back on this date, it said that you had this percentage of chance of living. So that's when the insurance company said, well, go ahead and try to bill us for all these things. We'll see if we'll cover it. If they live, we'll just bill them later. You know, I don't. That that's just a speculation. No, it's not an unrealistic thought. Because I'm like, anyways. well, why else are they doing that? Um, <clears throat> I would think to see how much they want to put through a uh, person through. As far as do you want to keep making them go through things? Uh, and stressing them out when there's not much of a chance of them living. Maybe to put some family's mind at ease. Make, like if they're making the right decision about things or not. That's true too. And Yeah. And, and like do they tell the patient? That's another thing too. Like listen, you have a, you know, 10% chance of living. Do you want to pursue this? And this computer system, like, nine times out of ten is right. Um, Maybe it also would cover the doctor's butts because if the doctors right now were to say, well, she has a really low chance of, you know, and then, I don't know, like, say they they survive because something, yeah, and then someone wants to sue or something, I don't know. Right. That's true, too. Um, There's a few different things it could be or a combination of all of them. <laughs> right. And who's a um who's a top priority person, I guess who's not as much. But nineteen percent, I mean that still isn't that great. No. And I mean that was percentage of uh chance of 
dying or the percentage of chance of living? Living. Oh, 90%. Yeah, she died within a few days. So the, the hospital originally said, what, 9% or something chance of living? And then the, then Google said a higher percentage? Uh, I thought it was the opposite where they were saying the chance of let's go surviving. Back to the end here. Okay, so the hospital's computers read her vital signs and estimated 9.3% chance that she would die during her stay. Um, the Google's turn and new type of algorithm created by the company read on the up on the woman 175,639 data points and rendered its assessment of her death risk 19.9%. Now that's Google okay. went all the way back through her files too. So 19.9% is still not that high. They're saying that's the chance of her dying. So that like. <laughs> Yeah, that's weird. They're calling this, you know, somewhat of a triumph. It's like her death risk is nineteen percent, and she she passed away in a matter of days. They're like, oh, Eureka! Really? Okay. <laughs> I guess if it's over ten percent, it's guaranteed. I don't know. You're like, if they're like, well, she died, and we were uh, closer to the percentage of it actually happening, uh, her death, than the hospital, right? Well, so much weird. Victory. I don't want to leave my life in the hands of artificial intelligence. It's just me. It's really, 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 really weird. So, and I would feel weird too. They're being like, well, we're going to ask Google. <laughs> What's our death risk here? It's like playing with the magic eight ball. It is. It really is. Give what if it's your background? Ask, ask the- again later. Unknown at this time. Please try again. <laughs> uh, it's like Dream Phone. I know where he hangs out, but I'm not telling. Ha ha. Spencer comes on the damn phone. Get your then, gay like, brother off the phone this instant. I don't know. Technology is faulty at times, too. So, what if they're, oh, you have a, you know, 60% chance of dying and then they and say it was wrong and then they didn't do everything that they could and the person could have lived. Right. And then there's emotional trauma that goes along with that too. And a lawsuit. Right. Because <laughs> that's the American way to sue. Yep. <laughs> sue the machine. Rage against the machine. <laughs> That's yeah. That's that's really, 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 really weird, and I am not down with that at all. So, but it went okay. So, when the hospital's computer read her vital signs, it estimated nine point three percent chance. So I had no idea, and maybe this is not true of all hospitals, that once it reads your vital signs, you have a caller, but it's anonymous. Do you want me to answer or skip it? Uh, Unknown answer. caller. Answer. Yeah. Nelson Mandela. Hello? Who did? Hello, hello. Hey, James. How you doing? Good. Okay, so your number came up as anonymous. And we all... I'm using Skype right now. I'm not a scumbag. I'm just using Skype. I'm sorry. We thought you were the the government. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I'm like, it's Nelson Mandela from the group. Maybe I am. Maybe I am the government. (laughs) I knew that was you, Mr. Mandela. 
Maybe every time I've called, it's actually been part of the secret Soros Clintonati plot <laughs> to put you all into a black site. Clinton-Nati. You never know, right? <laughs> yep. It totally is. So anyway, but but well well we caught you. Might as well just have you on the show. Who's ready for their doctor to ask Alexa whether you're going to live or not? Yeah, no <laughs> shit. What the fuck, James? Oh, uh, Alexa, is Casey going to be all right? I don't think so, doctor. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Holly was you're right when she was like, it's like a magic eight ball. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those things where the intent is a wonderful tool to make our lives better. And the actual result is a crutch that gets leaned on to do the work for us and we just obey it instead of using it as a tool. Like we do way too much technology. Now, what do you, what do you speculate besides using it as a crush, like a crush crutch? I can't even talk today. What do you speculate that the initial purpose of this was now my mind went to the insurance companies. Well, I think from Google's standpoint, they're trying to like, which is always the founders of Google have been doing this, even with how things have turned out. They've always been trying to figure out how do I, how do we make technological tools to make life easier or to make life better at its core? That's, that's their mission. Um, But a lot of times what happens is kind of like what happened to say, um, you know, Alfred Nobel, right? TNT. He's like, oh man, like dynamite. Like I, I made dynamite and that's going to, mining is going to be awesome. We're going to be able to do mining so much better. What do you mean people are killing each other with it? That's not what I made it for. Right. And so his personally, his, he felt his legacy of like, I figured out the chemical composition of TNT. So we didn't have to have people breaking their backs to dig holes in caves anymore they could use this to blow things out and to make construction and destruction easier and people are like dude i can blow up the people i don't like with this stuff instead and it got weaponized um give it a a machine gun to a monkey well yeah exactly right um you know andrei kalishnikov that's where the ak of ak-47 comes from is the guy who developed the weapon and for him he's like i wanted i wanted to create a weapon that that anyone that was simple enough for anyone to use to defend themselves. He, he wasn't thinking it would become one of the most recognizable weapons of warfare in the world. He was thinking people should be able to defend themselves with powerful weaponry that anyone can use that's not over complex. And so I very much think Google built this stuff to be like this, which I can see it can be a very valuable tool in the medical community to help diagnose um, not just problems, but to try to figure out probabilities and, you know, what do we have you know, going on here? What are the chances you're going to survive? What, what kind of challenges are we looking at? Instead, it will be used to be the magic eight ball. There will be a lot of medical professionals that will just let it tell them whether you're going to succeed or not. I mean, all, I mean, it's giving you a probability. It's not saying thumbs up, thumbs down. It's giving you a probability of, well, the, the chances aren't looking good, but there's still a chance. Uh, but the way the tool will be used will, as you guys immediately, and that's, that's how sad it is because we know insurance companies will use it as part of how they figure out how much money they charge their customers. There you go. 
And it'll just be like, oh, well, according to the calculations of our Google Health app, um, you get to be put in the highest bracket because your stuff's hard to treat, your medicines are expensive, and so we're going to charge you, you know, the S-tier pricing um, as opposed to someone else. So right, you're more the, dispensable. What they intended it to be and what, what they will do with the tool will probably be worlds apart. Um, but it's, Google has always taken the thought of, well, it doesn't mean we shouldn't make it. It doesn't mean we should just hide it away. Someone will make it eventually. Insurance companies have probably already been working on software to do such a thing if they don't already have it. Now this will be a tool that will be more readily available than just to the magical actuaries and accountants of insurance companies that hide in their side pocket dimension or wherever they are to figure out what your premiums are. Yep. I mean, it's not probably, it's probably not going to start out like that, but it's, that's where I see it going in the next five years. If this becomes a thing, you know, I mean, it's, it's just starting out. So we'll see how long this lasts. That is a weird thing though. Like, Hey, I'm going to go ask Google. So be right back. Well, not just that, but like, can we not do more dumbing down of doctors? Like, yeah. So that they have to look at an app and be like, oh, your expiration date is this date. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You like, went bad. Right? Exactly. <laughs> You're rotten. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, but it Throw looks it like away. you're two weeks spoiled. You're going to have to leave my <laughs> office now. That's why you stink. You're very you stinky. Up? Let's send you to the termination chamber. It's, yay! Oh, this is a happy conversation. I am so glad I will put him in the death shoot. So oh my gosh, we were watching a thing the other day about this like haunted places. Jason loves those videos, and they went to like this asylum, and they had it was a hospital that treated tuberculosis, and they had a death shoot in the back where they yep. disposed of the bodies. You just throw them down the chute. Dang, cold. Cold-blooded. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> burning piles of dead when the bubonic plague was ravaging Europe. They're just like, this is the only way to be yep. sanitary. Bring out We have dead. to torch these corpses. Yep. Exactly, yeah. Load them on the cart, take them far away, get the hole, put in something to help uh, help them cook easier, and just burn them. Right. Damn. That's what they're going to be doing to LA in a bit. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's quite possible. And I, I guess... <laughs> the, the only it's not even silver lining i guess the only thing that's slightly better is that at least it's treatable stds and it's not another heartbreaking round of the aids epidemic yeah the fuck um, man going around like it was yeah i mean because that was that was ravaging i mean that was very much as close as you can get to a plague and it was sad because it was you know it wasn't just it wasn't transmitted through you know, rats and all that and other stuff. It was contact with people and a lack of knowledge and understanding and people that just, I'm feeling sick, but I don't recognize the illness. So it's slightly better relatively that it's treatable STDs, but it's still just ignorance on sexual health and and, and etiquette when it comes, you know, when it comes to being with a partner. Well, did you hear about our, 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 did you hear the segment in the beginning? I only heard like the last bit where you were unapologetically telling them that they are all shit and (laughs) they should all be put into a net and Superman should throw them into the sun, I think is what you were talking about. The death shoot. The death shoot. No. Oh, Superman puts them in the death shoot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm like, Superman, you didn't need to start for that shit. I could have done it. (laughs) 
So why are you putting Los Angelesians into the death shoot exactly? No, I'm not. The, the thing is, is that okay? She doesn't want their herpes <laughs> or crabs. <laughs> well, the, well, for one thing, you know, L.A. is such. It's a very, very, very liberal area. You know, very there, much there, so. there's, you know, the plan. Planned Parenthood's all around that bitch, and they have like yeah, it means it. Like I, I applaud them for being so open-minded with you know transgenders, LGBT. You know they are very open about talking about sexuality. You know education when it comes to that, and it's one of those things where there's so much free pamphlets, education, birth control available. I could, like I said, I could walk into a Planned Parenthood right now and just be like. Hey, this is my driver's license. I need 30 days of birth control condoms, you know, whatever. And there's, and it's one of those things where I just cannot accept that these people are like, it's parents too that are trying to hold systems accountable for their kids not knowing anything about sex. Mm. My mom talked to me about sex when I was like 11 because my brother was like 14 at the same time. So she just knocked out the conversation with both of us. At the same time, and I like was super scared of sex until I was like fourteen years old, nine months, and then you so. were like, "This sucks." <laughs> and I was like, "That was oh, extremely specific." Uh, fourteen years it old was. and nine months. That's when you first start driving school. That's why I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but you know, either way, like I was informed about it, and I used protection because my mom wasn't a dumbass, and she was like, "Hey, if you're gonna have sex." Use protection because that's how I got you guys. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. She didn't say that, <laughs> but classic, yeah. See, look at that. I had you, and look how that turned out. My favorite mistake. <laughs> shit. You're my I picture your mom like chain smoking pow mouths with like a moo moo and a shower cap just suddenly. Uh, like... It was those skinny cigarettes. What are they called? Virginia Misty? Slims. Yeah, those. My mom oh, smokes oh, those. She's, She's just that lady. <laughs> what are we in France? <laughs> she thinks she's fancy. <laughs> I love her. So fancy. But anyway, my, it felt like, you know, reading the article, I'm like, you just, did you spin a wheel and just put your finger on something? Went, it's racism. That's what it is. <laughs> no. No. I so, think a lot of that has to do, and that's, this is like national. This has been, gosh, since I you know, I was a kid uh, growing up as well. We we treat talking about sexuality um, like it's the worst, most dangerous, terrible thing you could ever discuss. And it's like no one is to talk about it with anyone else. You just like understand human sexuality and its most basic concepts. And it's it sadly doesn't surprise me that this kind of stuff happens because we don't talk about it. And it's the, you know, it's even a trope in like sitcoms where the wacky parents like spend the entire episode going like, we're going to talk about the birds and the bees. Like they won't, I know I don't need an episode of home improvement. where it's like, all right, kids, we're going to talk about penile health. But it's just, we don't, we don't talk about it. Um, a good story I have is I, uh, I'm a manager at a movie theater and there we had uh, show dogs, and that was the movie that, if you know, the internet went off because there were parents groups that said uh, there's a scene in there that is that if children watch it, it's grooming children to be molested. What? 
Um, that doesn't even make sense. Like you have a choice in that. <laughs> what? Right. Was, Get was, ready was for molestation. Uh, <laughs> it was a Will Arnett movie. Um, it was just a Will Arnett like kitty comedy, and Ludacris was a voice of, of a dog who was like, um, like a, a I don't know, a German Shepherd or a Rottweiler or something like that. He's an FBI crime dog, and the the joke is that the dog has to go undercover at a dog show and all the stuff. So there was parents groups that come out. The movie, it got like no one came to watch it. It was a dud from the, before. Like the story came out towards the end of its first week. It was a dud. Yeah. We barely had anyone watching it. Story comes out on the Internet. Um, parents groups. The, there's a scene in there which are uh, children are being groomed to accept potential molestation from adults. Um, and the whole scene is. The, the 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 FBI dog is being checked out by one of the judges in um uh by one of the judges in the show and one of the judges is checking their genitals which is what dogs judges check the dog's genitals at dog shows it is weird it's what they do and while the and while the ludicrous Wattliner is like hey man like don't be doing that another dog sits there and says hey look it's just we all have to go through it you just gotta you just gotta accept it you have to go to a happy place in your head um uh... I I can see. I can see where the parents are coming from, but little kids aren't going to see that at all because it's ludicrous just being ludicrous. And the other dogs are making these weird voices. Well, then so there's like, a hubbub. That's a joke during hernia checks, too. Oh, exactly. But the, this parents group said, hey, you're trying. Basically, they were accusing the studio of trying to groom children um, to accept molestation. So it was such a big hubbub. The studio... Um, Edited the film unprecedented. They edited the film, took out those scenes and jokes, and then re-released it to all the theaters in less than seven days. Wow! Like we actually got a new copy of that film, and it was the notes were like bold print. You must, uh, you must put this in and replace your current show dogs and all that. We had in that weekend a parent, um, a parent who asked us if we had the cur- the edited version of Show Dogs. And we were like, yeah, every, every theater did. No theater got away with this. And they were like, okay, because I, I find that kind of stuff, um, I find that disgusting. And like, how, how could they possibly let something like that through? And I'm, I'm like, well, I mean, the studio obviously didn't intend that. That's, I know it's how it turned out, but the studio never intended that. And I'm thinking, you're going to buy tickets to show dogs or you're just concerned about it or whatever. No, she would proceed to buy a ticket for her and her six-year-old kids to watch Deadpool 2. Get out. <laughs> so, there th- was not the only parents who would buy tickets for kids under 10. The policy of our theater is we, they were just above our threshold, because dur- it was during matinees, they were just above our threshold to where we can excuse them. Because um, they are, the parents were watching it with them. So, there are parents who are willing to let their children watch Deadpool um, over the span of working for movie theaters, um, the uh, the Hangover films, they were le- willing to let them watch that, the first Deadpool. All these rated R films, they'll let them watch the most grotesque violence. Um, there's a part in Deadpool 2 where they joke about baby balls for over two minutes. And yet, Show Dogs was the concern of the parent because... A, the, a parents group on the internet told them it was trying to groom their children for something inappropriate, but not Ryan Reynolds murdering people, joking about it, and talking about baby balls for two minutes. Yeah, because that's, that's that, the state that, that of wo- our conversation with human sexuality today. That woman would not have been upset had it not been for that parents group. She would not even have caught it. 
She would have laughed yeah. right and along with it. Deadpool, they loved it. She's like, oh, we loved it. It was hilarious. It was it was almost as good as the first one. It was really funny. We really liked it. And I so badly wanted to just let my brain explode, but I knew that I'd have to mop up my brain. <laughs> and I wasn't interested in sanitizing without a brain. Right. But that's the state of discussing this. They will. We will let our kids see all sorts of violence, all sorts of obscenities, all sorts of gross stuff. But we, as soon as anything about sexuality comes up, people will, will freak out. We had to explain to parents trying to bring their kids into the hangover, the third hangover, that there was like, there was full frontal transvestite, like transsexual nudity. I literally had to get to the point where I had to explain to them, they will see someone with boobs and a penis naked on screen. Are you sure you want to do this? And it was always my kids watch at the time. My kids watch True Blood. They've seen worse. No, and I'm haven't. just like, why, why am I not calling CPS right now? Right, right. Good. They've seen Gosh, America. Show dogs. Oh, show dogs. Whoa, hold on there. Like, so the PG movie is a terrible weapon to destroy your children um, and, and groom them for horrible behavior. But let's go to Deadpool 2 and then watch Hangover 3 at home. Unreal. I, well, that's yep. it, too, is that I think that parents are trying to look to media or, you know, popular opinion to be like, okay, what do I do here? Okay, instead of going with, hey, instinct, just be a parent. Yes. Uh, just like the Google Dr. Alexa, the Internet is becoming a tool that people use as a crutch to guide them on decisions that they should be making for themselves based on the information they gather for themselves and not what the prevailing wind is telling them. The internet's an awesome tool. It's the greatest communication tool we've ever had in our entire history. And you can't deny that. Nope. People from all over the world can share ideas in a way we've never been able to. Uh, but this is the, this is the other side of that coin and it's very tragic and it's heartbreaking. And with things like the STD stuff, it is like ridiculous and, frustrating as hell because 20 25 years ago people would be like dude we just had you know the aids epidemic you you need to wrap that up you need to be careful and i was just like well, whatever but i mean it doesn't feel as good it's so mm-hmm. weird to me that the education would be that low about sex or talking about sex when it's it's la you know that's yes, what really right? shocked me this is la this ain't no country club <laughs> uh, thanks cheryl um <laughs> if all you want to do is have some fun, make sure you get protection uh, so you're not the only one. I don't want to do that. Oh, sorry. Uh, that's not what I was not singing the baseline of that song. Shut up. That's a good, that's a good album. Tuesday Night Music Club. It's a fantastic album. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, you would think L.A., but it's just it's still people. It's, it's still just people, even in the entertainment industry. I mean, um, that's uh, more than likely you probably see. Uh, much better sexual education and health in the areas that are shooting porn films than you will see just on the streets regularly. That's true. Um, but that's that's just people. That's just absolutely people. They must be stopped. They need to be educated. I mean, it's not even about stopped. It's just that if you give them enough knowledge and you help them understand, they'll usually make better decisions. And, it's, you know, it's not about you can't run around just like anywhere else in the United States. You can't run around screaming abstinence only because that's that's a joke. You can you can you can talk about it as an option. But as soon as you say it's the only option, the first thing they're going to do is whatever is an abstinence. So it's just 
you got to educate people, but it's hard to do when the internet is a magical bubble machine that will uh, echo all your thoughts about any subject, and you don't have to listen to nobody tell you nothing. Well, that's what I feel like the attitude is, too, about being educated. Like, ah, oh, don't believe. Not that you don't believe him, but it's like, man, you can't tell me nothing. I don't know. Exactly, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's your, my, my truth is the truth. And it's like, well, but so, sometimes it's not. And people think, we don't, we don't people think educating is being talked down to. Everybody's got this ego. Oh, yeah, because we look down on learning. Uh, because the, it's this idea that if you, we've turned the word ignorance into a weapon instead of letting it just be an adjective that explains just someone that doesn't know. But we keep saying ignorant as an insult. And so if you don't know something, you're looked down upon as dumb. Um, I, I have no problem saying like, oh, James, you know a lot of stuff about a lot of things and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't know shit. Like, I, I think I know stuff, and, I'm, and I'm, I do my best to be correct, but I, I'm learning my whole life, and I'd much rather look at it as trying to learn my whole life than walking around saying, well, I mean, blah 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 pundit on my internet political show agrees with me, so fuck you all. Right. The watch list is poop, and I know this because the watch listicle says you are, and why would they ever lie? The watch testicles. <laughs> yep, the watch testicles. <laughs> is this an educational program? Um, it is now. I'm starting it uh, every third Tuesday of every ninth month. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> well, how come you don't have a show on here? I want. I want to be uh, on the watch testicles. My God, no! Because it would, well, uh, yes, it'd be called the sleeping aid with your buddy James, That's and like, I would just start hey, nerding out about something. Everyone falls asleep. No, your stuff is entertaining. Mine's just, I'm going to put you to sleep faster than Bob Ross painting happy trees. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's got a certain ring to it, though. Condoms for Callie. It's like a movement. (laughs) Condoms for Callie? Oh, it's like a disaster thing. Yeah. Holly, get on this. Because this literally is a disaster. They're power washing the streets. California. Anytime you can create an alliteration, (laughs) you're already 10 points ahead in the game. (laughs) There you go. It's like cars for kids. Condoms for Kelly. With K's. You gotta no, guys, both with K's. that's not just one girl. It's a whole, <laughs> whole state. I don't know why I saw Holly in like the bed of a truck, like tossing out condoms like they're Wonka bars. <laughs> Use protection. Don't if get you syphilis. Want a few paradise, simply look around. It's really not much of an excuse anyways, because uh, I don't listen to the radio that much, but... Um, I had the radio on uh, Saturday, and there was a commercial for free condoms. Someplace that you could call in and they would ship condoms to you. <laughs> nice. And it, it, isn't it like, what's so sad is it's you can get them now. It's not like you don't even have to pay a quarter at a machine. There's You have access to them because we know in the greater, this is the greater good for everyone's health. Uh, like the numbers on... STD statistics for the for the human population are absolutely staggering. It's getting to those. It's getting to that point statistically where it's like, if you you know if you're on a a, a bus, a public bus riding with someone else, then it's more than likely that the four people around you probably have an STD. I those those are horrible, horrible statistics. But that's where we're getting towards. Then you're looking at and, everybody on the bus like, 
Mm. Another one rides the bus. What you got? <laughs> well, except like, except I picture hot like Holly dresses Willy Wonka throwing condoms all over the bus. <laughs> right. Come with me, and you'll see that you it's can like keep your condoms safe from STDs. <laughs> this one tastes like a snozzberry. <laughs> uh, okay. There you go, flavored like Wonka candy. Oh my god! I just one in every ten thousand condoms is the golden condom. A homeless guy eats it. You find the golden condom. It tastes like a snozzberry too. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Now I kind of want this straight Willy Wonka walking around like a pimp version of the suit and everything. I'll be sweet. <laughs> the snozzberry seems like snozzberry. Well, where's the snozzberry? On oh, my dick. <laughs> Instead of Oompa Loompas, he has Hompa Lompas. Nice. Little, little midget hoes that walk around and do the little song and take away like someone that has an STD every time they get infected. Just no, I just imagine it. them wrestling. <laughs> they're little people. Well, they're they're little hoes. Is what they are. They would be little. They have to be little hoes. Oh, mini ho hoes, ho hoes. There you go, the ho hoes. There you go. Ah, they're cream filled. They're stumpy little legs. See, it'd be awesome. Like little thigh high, high heeled boots. Mm -mm. Be hilarious. Mm -hmm. Scares me. On the bus. (laughs) Sucks. Well, I, yeah, I think it just gave Jess nightmare fuel. Now she's going to see this really wonky. I am, and I have like nightmares of midgets like murdering me in high heeled boots. <laughs> Stopping my head. Well, then you should have taken the condom from Holly when she offered it to you. <laughs> I'm trying to yeah. Oh, and suffocating me with blown up condoms or something. I don't know. See, the, if you would have just dream. accepted the damn thing, this wouldn't have been a problem. And Nelson Mandela shows it for no reason. <laughs> this room sounds awful. What do condoms have to do with the, the Mandela effect? I don't yeah, know. Just, like, she'll look in the corner of the room just be like, Nelson Mandela, what the hell are you doing here? It's your dream. I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. The Mandela effect is that we thought they existed in Killer, but they actually don't go there. It is off. I like that song. Sorry, I had to. I had to. Because I just made a holly on a bus with condoms. (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. I love this song. Now, Holly, I might have to, I might pitch in money to get you that Willy Wonka costume. We'll do that. We'll do a Lady Wonka costume. I need to go out to Detroit and do this and just start handing condoms out to people. I probably get in the news oh, if yeah. I start doing that in Willy Wonka costume. Twist in the story, then Holly gets stabbed with a needle and ends up getting AIDS. What's the Gosh. irony in that shit? We don't need dumb condoms around here. Because she would have her great glass elevator around her at all times to protect her like a popemobile. <laughs> I want to be in a bubble. Um, I want to mention like a sorry like bubble. bubble like I can run over and like pull on you be like no don't don't let go and all like you just pop into the ceiling you know romantic little little doors to open up bubble boy (laughs) am i the only one who's like imagining holly in a purple suit and a purple top hat right now because it's a great visual in my head (laughs) you're welcome i'm like dancing around with a cane and shit throwing candy at people Holly's I going to save L.A. <laughs> Holly saves L.A. <laughs> That's I my favorite think, movie. I think that movie's been made. Uh, it's probably been made in like 15 different varieties. Uh, <laughs> my destiny was to move to uh, California, hand out condoms in a Willy Wonka costume. <laughs> Living the dream. You That's mean, like, as soon as I hand out the condoms, I die. 
I, I wish I was good purpose. at making like, you know, I don't know, any video thing ever. I would make Holly like in a Willy Wonka like costume with the top hat with a cane, like Can someone be my... making really funny faces. Can someone I'd be like it because everyone would keep going up and saying, Are you a pimp? She's like, No, I'm Willy Wonka. Why do you keep asking me that? <laughs> You're in a purple suit with a cane walking around LA. What else are we supposed to think? Right. Willy yeah. Wonka, duh. Whatever, pimp. One thing I haven't stopped thinking about was I, I read an article about Richard Pryor and his ex-girlfriend who said that <clears throat> she couldn't have kids because he used to put cocaine on his penis w- without her knowing. What? Yeah. Why would you do that? And that, the, the only reason he she... was a huge cokehead. Well, the only... The, well, the reason... They said the reason he did it was because, one, to, I guess, to help... This is what I heard. To help him... Uh, keep him erect because since he did so much drugs, it, it like it damaged the other sexual function. Absolutely. Wouldn't and it make it numb though? Wouldn't it make it hard? Like that's why they call it a nummy, not a hardy. But the, the <laughs> his ex said the only reason she knew about all this is because she had so much impacted in her vagina that um, oh. the gynecologist had alerted her of how damaging. Man. It was, and that there was still residue in there. Oh, my God. From how I, much he had used in, over time. I feel like it's okay to murder somebody under those circumstances. Like, you <laughs> ruined my vagina. You don't get to live. Yeah. So, well, I mean, she, if I remember correctly, he did contract Parkinson's. So, I mean, there, there may be, there there may be karma, karma, potentially. Nice <laughs> job. Sorry, God. Please forgive me. And I was that. like, no, I'm going to get that how? karma because I said that. Are you not knowing what's going on with your vagina? Yeah, I mean, wouldn't cocaine burn? It burns your nose if you do enough of it. Like, wouldn't it burn your vagina when you get, like, a bacterial infection? This doesn't really make sense. She must have been on some I really heavy-ass drugs. she said that she... To not notice that. She thought... I'm trying to remember exactly now. I don't want to say I was going to say, because when it comes to your nose, the reason it burns is because uh, it's basically, like, um, the granules are sandpaper scraping uh, on the inside of your nose, Soft actually, tissue. like, shredding it away. Yeah. But so is your vagina wall. Yeah. Well, he could be like, so it hurt. She it could be burn. like, oh, his penis really hurts each time. <laughs> Man, he must be really big. He's like, I'm not even in. He's like, I'm not even wrecked. <laughs> exactly. I'm, uh, I'm still in the bathroom right now. I haven't actually even gotten in the room yet. That's weird. Who's in there? <laughs> She's like, why do I feel oh, so damn. loopy? And high after. Yeah, the thing is, like, oh, wouldn't yeah, it be that hitting would absorb your... Into your bloodstream? Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. You'd be high as a fucking kite dude because you think if, if a coke balloon bursts in your butt yeah like, i mean you well, die because mucus <laughs> membranes and you know i mean people put alcohol in their butt yeah <laughs> yeah but like a shot yeah. not a whole fifth you know <laughs> 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 no they've seen have you not seen this like the butt she's shot? like yeah she's like well just about say, that's like, fine as long as you put a shot not a fifth I mean, a fifth will kill you, though. Listen, don't knock it till you try it. I mean, oh, come on. But I thought, like, the butt chug challenge thing, you see, like, funnels in the butt with, like, a, a full thing beer. of beer. What the butt chug challenge? What? <laughs> Who had there that There was going? a chick that, Who like, hanging out with? put a fifth in her boyfriend's butthole and he died. Because you can't put a whole fifth of well, fucking alcohol I mean, in someone's bunghole. Yeah, I would fucking die. I think that's hilarious. No, it is fucking hilarious. Like, what did you think was going to happen? That guy's guy's ghost is here. The lights Um, lights just went out. The the light bulbs just went out. He's flickering and going out. We talked about Richard Pryor. He's like, I'm not a fucker. 
We're sitting here talking about dead people. The light, the one of the light fixtures just went out, and now it keeps blinking. I wonder which dead person it is. Oh my god! It just it just turned back on. on. (laughs) Wait, blink again, light. (laughs) Are you Richard Pryor? Yeah. Are you the guy with the bunghole fifth? Oh, it's flickering flickered. A bit. Oh my oh. god, it's him. Sorry. Yeah. Well, we can't Listen, talk man. to you. <laughs> we're not playing with a Ouija board here. You guys. Sorry, your girlfriend was a dumb bitch and so were you. Like, I'm not sure what to say to that. Uh, <laughs> it love goes you. straight to your bloodstream. Be Rest in place and please don't haunt me. That's okay. uh, hey, I've just insulted you forever. Please don't haunt me. Well, that's a pretty metal way to die, Thank though. Mister Ghost, I should call the top one hundred metal ways. To I mean, die. if you're gonna, I was go watching out, uh, yeah. a thousand ways there to die, ways. and that was one of the ways to die. Was a uh, yeah, well, uh, I think it was a woman who um, her. I'm trying to remember exactly. I think it was her husband. He was getting out of rehab. He was an alcoholic, and he had put so much. He had her put it in his butt so that he Mm -hmm. could get his alcohol fix but he died because of um alcohol poisoning because it was way too much he must have had like some esophagus issue or like it running through he was having some kind of surgery or something I don't oh. know. I'm trying to remember now. He couldn't ingest. It sounds similar to the uh, the heroin addicts that would start injecting between their toes because all the other veins were collapsing. Oh, I knew. Like, I knew a chick like that, dude. System. I knew. Okay, I'm not. It was this woman's daughter, and I felt so bad for her mom. Well, I felt bad for her too. But she was injecting it into her toes because she came into the salon one day and Do like all her. Yeah, and her toenails were falling off. Oh, and you could see what the fuck? Yeah, you could see the injections between her toes. And, Ugh. like, our poor pedicurist had to be like, um, I'm sorry, I cannot do her pedicure, and here's why. I'm sorry, but she I... She know right away what it was. $25 isn't enough to she get said you're, Well, you. she knew her past, and she's like, this is what's happening. Oh, that's sad. It's very sad, and it's just... The fact that you're so high, and you think you can get a pedicure when you got no toenails, too. Right. Oh, sorry, my toenails are falling off. Uh, yeah, paint my skin, oh yeah, that's just please. the heroin. Don't worry about that. Can you right. uh, scrub these skins? <laughs> <laughs> skins like tater skins? <laughs> oh my god! Don't fuck tater tots up for me, you fucker! Talk oh about something else. Where'd that dead guy go? Come back. Oh, hey, you scrub geez. these beds, these little yeah. nail beds. Yeah. Oh jeez. It's like just paint sense. the skin and tell my mom that it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. that sounds great. That sounds like Can the you glue some fake nails on? Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get some acrylics on my skin? Glue these nails <laughs> on my toe skin. No, don't fuck up tater touch. <laughs> I hate you both. Why are we such assholes? Oh, um, I can't anymore. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But, you know, the whole point of this story was that. <laughs> I can't. But, uh, <laughs> Don't shoot heroin between your well, toes. No, going back towards um, Where the Richard Pryor thing. Uh, actually, don't butt chuck Be aware pen. of your vagina. I oh. know. You, you ha- she had to know stuff that was going on. For I mean, well, yeah, and I feel totally like if somebody was shoving like, cocaine yeah, up you got cocaine vagina. residue in your vagina. It what? Burn. And the you vagina is it's a self cleaning oven, right? So that must have been a lot of coke. Yeah. A lot of coke. Oh, she said like a big bunch of it came out or something? Um, the doctor said that there was residual. Um, 
impacted. Yeah, impacted in there. Oh, so, so she so had badly that it messed up out. with her uh, reproductive organs. Good and gravy. She wasn't able to bear children. Although she did have a child, which um, she used some. I can't remember exactly what she used, like as far as, but it was a um, not condoms. It wasn't like a. Um, I don't remember exactly what she couldn't have just sex and have a kid so she had to use an outside oh source. like in vitro or like yeah, something a, like that or like a other person where you borrow their womb for nine months i forget what that's called i think she had to use uh, fertility stuff. oh surrogate yeah there you go that yeah. <laughs> i'm just like renting out space i don't know oh you mean <laughs> surrogate okay can i read I mean, if I ever decide to like have kids, I'm gonna have to make money enough money to do that because I'm 35 and like I'm pretty sure my eggs aren't like, hey, what's up? Let's have a baby, you know? You think 35 is old? Uh, I mean, for my eyes, is uh, the age where it starts becoming high risk for pregnancies and such. It is, and after that, like it's all like. Oh shit! I don't know. Really? Is it going to have Donald? I'm going to have a kid. Is 35. Well, I mean, unless, I need to make enough money to get a surrogate. And then don't worry. Then I can get right. some like 19 year old that can move in with me, and like I'll feed her vegan food and shit, and like make vegan her food, green smoothies. I don't fucking know. Yeah, that that the way you were and talking my body about won't that sounds like up. a great option. <laughs> I'll just Double find some chick and she'll just friggin' move in with me. I'll just friggin' make her eat vegan shit, whatever. God damn it. I mean, not actual shit, but like you know, just the vegan shit. shit. The vegans eat <laughs> those crunchy. Excellent. Fox. I have a grass-fed grass surrogate mother. Thank God. Yeah. So. Oh, that sounds like a USDA stamp. <laughs> she is a grade <laughs> A. Yep, grass-fed surrogate mother. <laughs> yep, got it from the farm myself. Picked her out of a line of cows. <laughs> I wasn't interested in cows. Um, so do you guys remember when we touched briefly, we got about, uh, 15, 20 minutes here, how I said that websites like ancestry.com, for example, were now asking for blood and hair samples, Mm -hmm. which is weird because there was an article that was published around the same time, maybe not even a week apart from each other, where DNA is now like genetic codes are being sold in the black market. For, wait, for that was for the last show. That oh, we on have purpose. A story you... too on top of that for that. One. But go ahead. Yeah, it's well. We had touched on it on the last show. Yeah, where we were asking for all this stuff, and then now uh, on the week dot com, the government is obsessed with your face. Do not be flattered. This is more of a creepy stalker fixation from the Federal Department of Homeland Security down to local police departments. Governmental use of biometric facial recognition software has gained a startling amount of traction in recent years, and these agencies are getting help from big businesses to boot. For example, DHS is reportedly developing a massive new biometric and biographic database with extensive data on citizens and foreigners alike. The Homeland Advanced Recognition Technology, HART, database will reportedly include at least seven biometric identifiers including face voice data tattoos dna scars and other physical descriptors on as many as 500 million people the agency says 
uh, agency has uh, been remarkably hush-hush on how HART will be utilized, but the possibilities are frightening. DHS experts expect to launch the new database next fiscal year, according to the internal documents. By the following year, they anticipate having iris and facial matching capabilities, and by the fiscal year 2021, the database is expected to be fully functional and at its full capacity. This massive and intrusive initiative uh, will grant a whole host of federal, state, and local agencies access to intimate details about hundreds of millions of Americans and foreigners. Here's how the government cast that. When HART is fully operational, it will offer a broader range of services to federal government agencies, state and local law enforcement, the intelligence community, and international partners, a DHS spokesperson said. HART will provide DHS with a flexible scalable and more efficient biometric system that supports the core DHS missions and operations for the future. In other words, DHS will know everything from what you look like to your birthday to any government ID numbers you may have. And in a clear erosion of due process and privacy expectations, they'll be empowered to share this data with local and state police. While Hart and the will be the most expansive biometric database to date, DHS isn't the first federal entity to take an interest in facial recognition uh, identification. As of 2015, the FBI's Next Generation Identification, NGI, database held records on nearly one-third of American population, including 15 million mugshots. Half of, half of the states in the country are either actively using NGI or expressed interest in it. The FEDIS... Fed, excuse me, uh, this is the last uh, paragraph. The fetishizing of facial recognition has a must-have for law enforcement doesn't stop at a federal level. Last month, Amazon announced it's selling its facial recognition software known as Recognition Ugh. with a K uh, to local police departments in all over the country. This would allow law enforcement to cross-reference surveillance camera footage from a crime scene with Amazon's collections of tens of millions of faces. And Holly, you just said you had an article that uh, shareholders. What do you say? What do you say? Is that the the article? There, the Amazon. To just today, Amazon shareholders are telling the company stop trying to sell recognition. Stop it. Uh. No. Well, Amazon announced that it's uh it's selling its facial recognition software, and um. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's all about today. Yeah, goes- a group yeah, of you're right. shareholders called them to not to stop selling it. Like, do not pitch that to anyone. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't read the next two paragraphs. Yeah, that's, uh, because it's, it's alarming. I mean, right off the jump, you're like, no. Well, yeah, because, uh, I mean, Amazon is steadily gaining speed and, like, everything and just basically taking over you go throw in some facial recognition bullshit like that and users are going to be like, bye, 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 bye. See ya. Throwing Alexa in the fireplace and or fire pit. Don't Eat my ass, it. Amazon. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> bite the hand that feeds you, you dumb ass. Well, yeah, but I mean, Jess, who's going to diagnose you in the doctor's office if you throw your Alexa in the fire, though? Fuck Alexa. I unplug yeah. that dirty bitch all the time, and the only reason why it's in my house is because Chris got it. It creeps me the shit out. Like, so bad. The lock, I do not like it. It is always Never unplugged left. when I'm home. No. But she, like, randomly, like, doesn't even hear her name. It just jumps up. And I'm like, all right, bitch, you're staying unplugged. Like, Amazon, <laughs> you can get out of my house. <laughs> so when I move, I'm there sorry, will be Jess, no Alexa in my house. I'm sorry, what? James? I'm sorry, Jess, but I can't I mean, do Alexa? that. I can't leave your house. I'll never leave your house. <laughs> Don't worry. I won't. That was my toothbrush, Chris. Why is my toothbrush talking to me, Chris? 
my story didn't have to do with that exactly. It was more what we talked about last um, week. I th- or not last week, you know, the week before that. Uh, when Casey was talking about websites that use your DNA or uh, ancestry websites using your information and, and selling that or whatever they're doing with it. But I found it interesting because I found this article about these two ladies and another spin on how actually this is more useful, but how creepy it is that this could happen. I don't know if you guys read about this uh, two ladies named Linda and Denise. They were born 31 minutes apart from two different families on December 19th, 1990 or 1990, 1945. Um, so they're, ooh, I lost it. Um, so when they were about 72 years old, the, um, their whole lives, they kind of felt like they didn't belong in their families and seemed like everything was a little bit off. They didn't look like their families either. Um, different hair coloring, different features, just feel it felt like they were someone else's kid. And come to find out, there's this website called 23andMe, which I'm not sure if you guys know about, but it's a DNA gene testing company. Yeah, it's, they send you like a little box to put all your stuff in and then you ship them the box. Uh, yeah, so Denise from Minnesota used it and turns out that the results came back, and on the results it says who your closest family members are, like your immediate family. And it kept saying that her birth mom was a different mom than her actual mom that she's been living with. And so she said she sent it in again, thinking that it got mixed up. Well, it kept saying the same mom. Anyway, she found this family um, who lived 40 miles away from her, who was the family who she supposedly was related with contacted them and found out there was a switch at birth. These ladies are 70 something years old. Oh my God. And had been living their whole lives with the wrong family. <sighs> switch Damn. at birth like in the nursery like one nurse was like oh no this is Sarah Doyle when it was really like Michaela Pratt. I don't know. That's unreal. Uh, is that what that is? Like just well, randomly switched it up? It says in this article that they don't know exactly what happened at the hospital. They don't know if it's the nurses who switched or what. And they figured that as old as they are, most of the people who probably worked in that hospital are dead. Right. Who took care of them. Yeah. Because they're I mean, in their 70s. And the nurses, and the nurses sure. Yeah. So it's kind of strange. I mean, they accept it. And they're actually having family reunions now between both of the families. The one um, lady's mom has already passed away. So uh, she'll never, she'll never know that her, you know, about this situation, but the family that is still alive between both families, um, they are meeting and they're going to unite and uh, meet. Well, this has a happy ending. That's pretty cool. Right. Um, you know, sometimes, like, even things like this, and it's weird to say, but some things happen for a reason. Mm. You know? I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't mind throwing that out there in this situation. Or you could just say that shit happens, but it could have been worse. <laughs> could have been, like, horrible families, you know? Yeah. So she said that uh, when she saw the public records and you know looked into it after she received the DNA report from 23andMe she found that this lady Michelle who um, was a close relative or cousin 
told Linda she believed that they had been switched at birth. I did my DNA right away because they've got to see this on paper. Next to mother was a name she had never seen before, Marianne Mayer. Um, and then, yes, that's when she discovered that she was switched at birth. Unreal. Dang. Wah, wah. Um. <laughs> I wonder if that's the sound effect they played for. Someone came in with a trombone. You're on candy camera. So, a 73-year-old joke. If she, could you... <sighs> If she didn't send that thing into 23andMe, she would have never known that she was switched at birth. No. Yeah. Neither sure. would the other family. So there's a positive to submitting all your DNA and whatnot. I mean, maybe. She's, what, like 77? Like, her ass is over half in the grave already. Like, you didn't need <laughs> you're to like, know. You're too old to be having babies. You're <laughs> half in the grave. You are Google. You are Google. You are trying to I'm kill people. I'm also old. Part of me... <laughs> Would feel it was like Doctor Alexis says it's time for you to die. Ah! Right, it would be a bittersweet thing because you've been living with this family the whole, your whole life, and even though you felt kind of out of place because you never ah. really looked like anybody, yeah, and you had traits that no, didn't fit anyone else in the family, like the one family could you know was more athletic, and the, and the one girl wasn't because obviously she wasn't really a part of that family, and then the other you know opposite, so. Then been. you find out that your mom is not really your mom. And then how do you feel after that? I mean, I guess that would be like an adoption situation. Uh, you still you still love the mom that raised you, but at the same time, it's, it's, you feel like, I don't know, I would feel a little bit bitter towards the hospital. Oh, yeah, like a little bit I would cheated. be pissed. Yeah. Like you said, things happen for a reason. Unless you have, like, this amazing, amazing childhood or something. But then at the same time, like, could have grown up with your family. Like, your real family. <laughs> right. And them saying, I never felt like I belonged. Like, what? <laughs> that makes me feel sad. I hope, right. it, I hope it's not, like, a sad thing. But Like, I hope you get reincarnated and get to do this again. Because you need a redo. <laughs> That's messed up. From day one. Messed up. So weird. How does that even happen? So they probably figured out ah, all these babies look alike. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is stereotyping. All those babies that look alike anyway. Who cares? I mean, how often would DNA testing occur, anyways, unless there's a paternity test and the father doesn't believe that it's his? I mean, it wouldn't because you know you have your baby and then you take it home with you and. Well, especially when she, you know, in the year that she was born, yeah, that wasn't a, a thought at all. Any any DNA testing they had was extremely expensive and extremely rare. Oh, back she's what seventy. They didn't even have DNA testing back then. Exactly. Yeah, wasn't even the, a there thing was yet. no twenty three and Me. They could have written to to figure that out. That that was just a no. a tragic mistake. Chicks were still getting like abortions with coat hangers and shit back then. Unless you have some, <laughs> unless you have some uh, birth. Mark that really stands out and identifies you from another baby. Yeah. If you're having similar amount of hair and, you know, babies have that squish look anyways when they're first <laughs> born. Yeah. All babies kind of look the same a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what do you call the the dog with all the wrinkles? Uh, a bulldog? No. The, the, uh, <clears throat> Sharpe? Yeah. Uh, Sharpe? Yeah, they're like fleshy Sharpe's, like taupe Sharpe's. <laughs> all these little Michelin wrinkles. 
Fat babies. So I'd be like, baby comes out of me, put a little marker on it right away. <laughs> I'd like write my name on his forehead, Jessica's. Jessica's. <laughs> just so they don't get a mixed right up with someone Sharpie. else's. I am writing on my baby. I'm just it's making my sure you guys don't like give well, me the wrong thing. At least kid, use masking tape. <laughs> Hello, my name is. Oh, shoot. Oh, boy. So, the moral of this story is make sure that's your baby. <laughs> I mean, shit. That baby didn't feel right. Yeah. Don't let your don't let the kids go 72 years before figuring out someone made a mistake. Dare to be stupid. Yes. <laughs> I want to go to that family reunion. Oh, I know. We should. We should I want to be like them. sitting at a table. Remember the watch room. list? Can we interview? So how do you feel knowing that you're with the wrong mom the entire time? Don't you want to contact the spirits of the I'll nurses? I'll bring potato salad. Right. Don't you, don't you hope those nurses You'll are burning you. in hell? Jess said she'll bring you potato salad. So you got that going for it. <laughs> Lots of potato salad. Let's play a game. Identify the babies. You bring, yeah, you, <laughs> you bring a cake that says, sorry, you're with the wrong mom. We just play a bunch of baby games. <laughs> So, Edna, do you remember when you were 13 and screamed at your mom, I don't even feel like I'm part of this family? You're well, not my mom! You were right! Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, it turns out you were right 57 yeah. years ago. Yay! We got a prize for you. <laughs> it's a blood it's pressure a machine. Stream genetic <laughs> testing kit. Oh, gosh. That's unfortunate. So, it isn't that ironic. I feel like so. My name is really the opposite. Like her name is my name, and her my name is her name. Yeah, that's what you would have named me. And and what if you like the other name mm. better? <laughs> that would suck. Then you're gonna be like, mm. I'm taking your name, and you're gonna take mine because that was supposed to be mine anyways. I feel I like, like it better. This is, um, what's it called? Uh, where they're at camp and they find out they're twins. Oh, then, uh, the parent trap. Yes. I feel like it's like the parent trap. <laughs> <laughs> a really unfunny who, version of the parent trap. Who would be a mom and a dad that wouldn't tell the siblings that they had each other? Right. And then split up the family and just like act like you don't have, you know, a bro- or brother or sister. In that case, a, a sister and a that sister. That is a cruel movie. I never thought about that. <laughs> parent trap. No, it's not. It's wacky. According to the overlords at Disney. It is a hilarious family film. It's zany. Hilarious Rated family Z film. For zany. Uh-huh. Uh, As part of the parent group, I oppose this movie and the scene needs to be changed. Is the title changed? Is this the one with the changed title? It's just called The Trap. <laughs> the Trap. Is that, is trap that for no. real? What? If you excuse me, I need Are to take joking? my kids into, um, oh. into Murder Sex 12. Right. <laughs> Backdoor you- Sluts 9. <laughs> Exactly. Sounds like a fun movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding, but... Oh, um, you're serious. I'm gullible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was just saying it because of what he was talking about earlier with the other movie. Like, uh, change the scene where they don't know about each other because that is not family bonding and right. some dumb thing after that. Exactly. You're teaching our children to pretend they don't know who their, their siblings are, their twin siblings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're teaching them to look the I other mean, way. people would literally get offended by that now, though. <laughs> yeah. 
There's actually a lot of movies I've seen recently that were made that I'm like, oh my god, people would like have a shit fit if this was made in 2017. But this movie's so awesome. So, uh, yeah, that's everything uh, sensitive. They made um, Stephen King's It recently, uh, and they were just like, oh man, it's going to be a lot closer to the book. I'm just like, I hope it's not that much closer to the book. You're going to be in trouble. Oh yeah, I know the the gangbang on the chick yeah there's uh, it? yeah that's, yeah that's the scene in it yep if you read the book uh in yeah, order for the that. girl there all the boys were arguing and fighting in the sewers after they had dispatched pennywise uh spoiler gross spoiler alert and she figured the only way she could get them to stop fighting and get out of the sewers was to find a way to emotionally bomb them and Jesus so she proceeds Christ. to engage in consensual sex with every what single one of the boys in the group the losers oh my god how did yeah. I not never know this? Not ever. Because that would be, what, the 80s, 1982 or whatever, when that was released. And yeah. there wasn't, if, if Stephen King had wrote that book today, his career would be over. It would, yeah. yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of people who just don't even know about that. And they just, you know, I praise Stephen King up and down. I'm like, eh, okay. No, he's definitely a sick fuck. <laughs> I mean, if you've read his books, I did not read it, though. I just saw the movie, but I did read a lot of his books. And he is a fucked up individual, clearly. <laughs> Everyone knows that he is dark and, you know, he's him. But anyway, yeah. I didn't know that Pennywise got a gangbang. Like, well, there wasn't Pennywise. It was just the kids themselves and the one girl in the group. She's this real like she figures the only way she can get them to bond is if she shares something emotional. I know with how all you can be friends. You can all fuck me. Yeah, it's a, yeah literally That's... it was a sex pack basically, and then they the boys probably calmed like down enough, and uh, he really was. Hopefully, she got the free condoms from the LA Dispatch and uh, from Holly. <laughs> Holly comes down to the sewer in her Willy Wonka outfit, but hang on a sec. Somebody Before you say, can go down the Pennywise, let me oh, give you some condoms. I just made her dance like Don't Michigan J Frog. Can I Hello, be, my baby. Hello, can I my be the clown? <laughs> I was like, but wait, but, <laughs> but you know what? This is a scary movie. Picture this. Oh God! <laughs> I so am the sex patrol, and if you don't wear protection, I come out of there like and. It's just a crazy murder scene of people who are not protecting themselves. And she got you. Oh, so you mean the, uh, the remake of um, Halloween, pretty much? Yeah, she catches With teenagers. Rob Zombie. Every time there's teenagers having like, unprotected now. sex, she just comes out and beats them to death. You will die. She's pro-Michael well, Myers. that's true. The virgins always live, don't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. At least in the Rob Zombie one, yeah, it was they literally did the, the the gag where like anytime teenagers were having sex, that's when he would come like smashing through the building and kill them. <laughs> My trick, like signature thing is going to be condoms on the, like left at the murder scene. <laughs> put it on their, um, put the condoms like on their eyes, like gold coins for yeah. dead Greeks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just be like, if I you're sent them to the river dicks. If you're listening and you want to steal this movie idea. Call me. I'm already writing it. I'm actually <laughs> on the 25th page right now. Right? Uh, condoms at the murder scene sounds like Holly's new metal band. Get them at the murder scene! One, two, three, four! <laughs> Everybody's doing it. Got condoms at the murder scene. <laughs> <laughs> the monster will be called Hollywise. That was horrible. horrible. <laughs> Why do I see Bon Jovi trying to get on this hit? Because <laughs> it sounds like a Ben Jovi hit. I got condoms out of the medicine. Because it's my life. 
Please wear a condom. I don't want to lose this condom. Oh, that's beautiful. I I'm don't want to get chlamydia. Because <laughs> that's my, my dick. <laughs> I like uh, our remix. Oh, uh, oh it's, a, it's past 11. I got to work 10 hours tomorrow. I'm very tired. <sighs> but it's been real. Uh, real weird. I hope Callie yeah. gets some condoms soon. It'll be great. Or Hollywise will come for you. Mm-hmm. Hollywise is coming and it's not good. Oh, yeah. condom love. <laughs> She's going to be on the bus. Where's Chewbacca when you need him? Chewbacca? Where are all my sound effects when I Tupac need him? Oh, <laughs> Chewbacca. Homeless people in Chewbacca. <laughs> I'm sure there's homeless people that look like Chewbacca. Mm. I can't even do that. <laughs> uh, anyways, James, thank you for calling in. It was really Jinx. fun. It's been real, and we appreciate your listenership. <laughs> hey, it's all good. Thanks for having me. Always, Listener it's always a fantastically tired. weird time. Uh-huh. I'm it tired. Is, it is. I'm very tired. <laughs> I'm thinking it's spaceship. Tragic, but it ends weirdly, so it's good in the end. Yeah. Yep. That's us. This is a sexual uh, thing. A I funny hear Greek tragedy, I guess. Hilarious. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, James. Uh, as always, my name is Holly Ogden. What? <laughs> <laughs> you stole my identity. Thanks. To, thanks to the Mandela effect. <laughs> I'm Casey Pierce. <laughs> oh, I'm Joss, and this song is for Kelly. We'll make it clap. We'll make it clap. <laughs> <laughs>